what's good so we are back it's dredgy it's tasha also known as the black rogue and we are the grits better known as girls raising the south and the city what's good how we feeling tonight I'm feeling good. You know, I had a good relaxing weekend, you know, a lot of birthdays. You know, I love the Leos. So shout out to all the Leos. It is Leo season. Shout out to them. I do love me some Leos. The one thing that's different about Texas versus New York is on birthdays, people don't really dress up like that in Houston. I I literally, my friend talking about we going to a high fancy uh, restaurant and shit. And her friends, she dressed up, but her friends ain't dressed up at all. So I was a little confused. But in New York, it's a birthday. Everybody fucking dressed up but now. Yeah, I guess the style is different. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Everybody Megan the Stallions, girl. You know, I just don't feel like, you know, Megan the Stallion is that fly. Dress-wise, <laughs> you know, she's beautiful. But dress-wise, I just be like, Lord, these girls out here in Houston, it's different from, you know, I feel like they can't dress in New York either, but it is what it like is. I feel like New York, you get fashions, though. We've talked about this before. You feel like, I guess, who you the feel like? Nike, the, fl- the Jordans, girl, the baby Jordans. I can't do the baby Jordans, girl. Who got all the fly Uggs. style? You must think it's, it's Paris or London. Who got all the fly styles? Black people, girl, of course. But um, I feel like New it depends on a New Yorker. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't like, you know, I hate on people a lot from the Bronx. Because <laughs> every time I go up there, I see baby Jordans. And um, I just don't like those baby Jordans. Copy. Got you. It's actually, it was uh, my little bay my little bay thing uh it was his birthday this weekend so we all right celebrated. so yeah so shout out to the leos and everybody else turning up i got a busy week ahead of me you know i know we filming this kind of different uh on a different night this week but right and you know i'm we me and andrea y'all we talked out our differences i know you guys probably listened to the last episode right. like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened like that went really left yeah, we know. did leave them on a hiatus, a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, we got a little bit tense that night. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Tasha cussed me out, right? And well, I apologize. I was wrong for cursing at you, you know. She did. We, you know, but it's okay that we had a difference of opinions. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. We hash it out like women. Right. All right. So we're going to get into it then. Uh, top 10. We are either pouring up or we're blessing our heart of some unfortunate few. And so, you know, this week we got a couple. Um, Number one, I'm going to kick it off. Just a little bit of good news. And uh, I read this somewhere online, um, probably like Deadline or one of these, you know, reputable sources online. But Hallmark, uh, Hallmark mahogany cards, you know, that we always can see in the stores for black sentimental cards and just you know the cards for every perfect occasion for people Mm -hmm. of color they've signed a deal and so they're going to be bringing pictures they're going to be doing media now so they'll be bringing movies and things like that kind of like you know netflix and stuff like that but they have their own publishing deal so it'll be cool to see what comes from that wait a car company is creating movies Yes. See, they always yes. try to take from the culture. See, I bet there ain't gonna be no black people behind the scenes, and maybe it, one or two. But it know. is. You don't think so? Because I now, love their, I love their cards. Their I cards. Like, I hope it's black people that's creating these cards. I doubt it, but you know, you never. You don't know. think so? I feel no. like they. I feel like they stuff do be spot on. I, you know. But they in some of the messaging and the wording for show because I mean, that's research, girl. It's easy. 
A lot of companies do it. They research so you think black that people. they they black facing us? You think that mm-hmm. uh, okay. they're using us to make money? But you know, we can we go to the next one. <laughs> All right. So number two, uh, well, this is a, this is a kind of a, a bless your heart, and this is an awareness uh, to everyone as well. Uh, Jim Jones, uh, we saw him turning up at the verses with the locks and uh, Dipset. And we just found out that he got COVID mm. and it's, it's cool that, you know, he, he came online, you know, letting us know, like, listen, you know, I know we outside and everything, but it's real. And it's funny because that night, you know, Fat Joe was in the audience. He had his mask on. He was turning up. And I just remember him getting on social media being like COVID was in the building. Well, it definitely was. Lord. It mm. definitely was. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Lord. So I, you know, I I hope he has a speedy recovery, but the COVID numbers are going up. More music events that's coming up, so we definitely got to be cautious and uh, practice, you know, being a safety measure. Yeah. All right. So what's number three? All right. So number three, th- this is you know kind of a tout to Leo season. Lil Uzi Vert, his birthday just passed. I feel like we've seen other celebrity uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, they'll do the gift exchanges or whatever. But I feel like JT, she went all out for Uzi. She got him, um, I think she she tricked him out. She got him a Jeep. She got him a little like uh, trailer so that he like can change in it or it could be like his, you know, on the road type of, you know, utility vehicle. So mm. I thought that that was kind of, you know, cool. Uh, they kind of flipped it for the city girls and they, you know, they letting, letting everybody know, like, no, <laughs> I, I'm going to go all out for my man, too. And I think that that's good. You know, that's a good message to send to the men. Like, you know, if you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, women don't mind tricking off on you. Yeah, and I approve of this, you know, relationship because they both short and I always say short woman need to stick with <laughs> short man and lead a tall man for the tall woman. So I approve of them. They're beautiful, little small couple. I still uh, believe that short women should have the the ability to pick whom they want. But shout out to them for sure. And shout out to JT uh, for tricking off. Um, so number four, I'm going to bless my heart to, I even know I want to bless my heart to this lady. This lady in Brooklyn, Girl. she just recently been caught on camera and she shot another woman in broad daylight uh, right in the head. And she just literally walked off slowly in the camera and got right back in her car and drove off. That shit was scary as fuck to see. And that was like close to where my old apartment was. was. Crown Heights. That shit was in between both of us. So that shit was scary. And they, they haven't found the girl yet. They need to find her ass because I'm, I'm scared for my life right now. It was so hood. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I know that things have been going on like this since, I, I don't even think so. It hasn't even been a dawn of ages. I've never, I, I never seen no cold-blooded shit like that. This going to be our own network, girl. It's going to be our own network. You know, and I just, I'm just like, I, it's not the 80s. We not rock a baby and, and lullabying people out in the streets. Well, we're not really seeing women do this to women. So I'm just, I'm really perplexed. And I'm just like, I hope they find her just because, yeah, we got to be accountable. You know, that was a black mother and uh, a business I, owner too, I heard. You know, I, I don't know what the beef was, but was it enough? What, what, I mean, I, what was it right. to take I her to life know. like that? Because, I mean, but hopefully they find her and we can get some answers. Hopefully. Number five, I did think that this was interesting when it was brought up again. You know, we've been seeing Sanaa, you know, kind of back 
to the forefront. I know she had a project that dropped on Netflix. Um, I think it's called Hidden Run. Um, and it's uh, it's either it's dropped on Netflix or it's about to. Anyway, um, I just found it interesting because I was reading an article of uh, recent, you know, it's talking about, you know, lifestyle changes. And she was just saying how she stopped drinking, you know, mm. three years ago. And this was like right around the time where it was rumored that she had allegedly bit Beyonce. I never knew that it had been confirmed and that Tiffany Haddish basically said it out her mouth like that this took place. Um, but I commend her for for changing her life. But like reading the backstory of that, um, I mean, she never kind of came out and said that that was gave truth to that. But literally it is it's in print it's like mm -hmm. in vogue magazine like what tiffany had is saying this stuff i commend her for for doing what she needed to do but she she just talked about how during that period of time she was going through something i guess i think she had a friend to die abruptly and it just it was just some trauma that she didn't really deal with um but shout out to her uh but i just that's a that's a, a pour up to her because for you know kind of turning that around and I didn't hear anything about that. You know, if anything, I thought that she had got low after the French Montana uh, situation. But nope. All right. So on to number six. Uh, well, number six, this was a bit of good news. And this is, you know, for more creators. I know Tasha, YouTube channel, and just other people uh, that are just doing, creating content. YouTube is offering up to like 10000 monthly for short vids, uh, for short videos. Obviously, they want, you know, creative of the creative. But I think that, that it's cool because a lot of people are able to really make a lot of money with you know youtube already and so you know to have this other incentive you know people are already doing content and creating content on platforms like tiktok and all that type of stuff it's good that another one is coming to the forefront all righty shout out to um youtube for that so um number seven um i just want to pour it up to beyonce in the ivy park line and it's pretty dope like you know i kind of like the outfit so i want to shout her out yeah, I think they're fly. I got I got a couple of pieces, and I, I kind of want to cop a, a couple of these denim pieces. Yeah, and I, it's Texas theme. I know, but you know what? And I love, if you see, like, with this campaign, she's put a lot of, like, Texas people on. Like, we see Toby and his wife. It's another young lady. It's a rapper out of Texas. Her name is the Mona Leah. Uh, we see her featured in the campaign. So, shout out to Ivy Park. And I love how, you know, she keeps paying tribute to the South then yeah. you know all so um number eight i want to bless my heart um to the government lately chris cuomo just spoke out about his brother so mm -hmm. i'm going to play the audio for us not an advisor i'm a brother i wasn't in control of anything i was there to listen and offer my take and my mm -hmm. advice to my brother was simple and consistent own what you did tell people what you'll do to be better be contrite. And finally, accept that it doesn't matter what you intended. What matters is how your actions and words were perceived. And yes, while it was something I never imagined ever having to do, I did urge my brother to resign when the time came. 
See, also, uh, what is your take on that? I, I, I think that I, I basically want to bless my heart because I feel like he did that shit. Um, mm. whatever they said, they said because you know we trying to give him a pass. Well, people trying to give him a pass just yeah. because he, he handled COVID pretty well. We but that did don't like mean the way he manned up and he, you know, he stood his ground to Trump. We did like that, Ooh. and so he had this likability. And I didn't think that it was. You know, I, I, I just. I think I was a little bit unfazed by the rumors and I thought that it was maybe a smear campaign. And now you think that obviously I feel like his brother is basically saying, yeah, it has some merit in it. I don't think his brother's saying that. Well, I feel like he's saying, well, yeah, you know, he got to own up to what he did, even if he didn't mean it that way. Basically, that's what I feel like he's trying to say. I feel like he's saying that exactly. He, he, if he feels accountable in some way, then this is what you should do. And that's what he did. And so, you know, you know, these men, you know, a lot of these colonizers, they have been doing this shit since the beginning of time. So just because he did one little thing, right during covid don't mean that he didn't do the shit because no. they have power and they've been doing all types of shit yeah i don't know if he was on that trump shit you know and what trump was doing and shit he's italian he you know he comes from a different background and that don't mean don't shit know. that's the you excuse know. he gave mm, right <laughs> like, I'm I guess, like or like people I'm- on the cheek and shit <laughs> this is true this is true and he was using that oh yeah bella okay (laughs) i guess all right you're right so bless his heart man because this that is a mess and uh well at least his brother you know was kind of keeping it funky so yeah he's still gonna ride for him regardless you know he gonna stand beside him regardless so um number nine i'm going to bless my heart to COVID <laughs> again um so just recently there's been a big mandate from state to state um for the vaccine and mm-hmm. i'm against forcing people to take the vaccine <laughs> i would never honestly have took the vaccine if it wasn't for my family so i want to bless my heart to that and also Florida and Texas with how they're handling COVID. It's been such a hot ghetto mess, especially Florida, where they own governor is basically trying to fire teachers if the, and try to make kids not wear masks in schools when all these kids, it's like 50,000 kids, I think recently been tested positive for COVID in Florida. This shit is out of hand. So bless my heart to COVID. Mm. Yeah. And it's crazy because, yeah, we're all different states and that's how we're we should all be able to handle it. But no, they're enforcing it on everybody. But anyway. All right. So number 10, it is Black Business Month. So we are spotlighting them and we're continuing in that theme. And so right now we're going to shout out five black owned restaurants between New York City as well as Houston, where Tasha is. And so uh, a couple of picks on my end. Uh, Kokomo NYC uh, that's in Williamsburg Brooklyn and uh, I've been to that and that was really cool and it is it's a black owned couple really fly couple I like what they've done uh, to the scene it's like a Caribbean uh, fusion and it's got a fly vibe Omar Kitchen uh, it's also it's Caribbean eats and that is it's it's downtown New York City and so you know if you are around check it out Omar's Kitchen uh, it's a smaller setup but it, it's fly I think that it's a cool little setup in there too and Red Rooster if you're in Harlem and you're visiting uh, that's somewhere to check out 
and support. And in the last two, I'm just going to give a shout out to David Street. I actually was just there yesterday for a birthday. And it's a high-end um, Black-owned restaurant that is basically soul food with a twist. And also Lucille's is a very popular Black-owned restaurant out here in Houston that's also soul food. So shout out to all those Black-owned restaurants. Shout out to them. All righty. So I guess that's going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off this week. So last week, you know, I had a lot of tension because the subject of, we were talking about children and um, it just reached a little soft spot for me. So I kind of went off. So this Southern Sound Off topic, we're going to be talking about society's obsession with women um, having children, rearing children. What else, Andrea, we're going to be talking about? Yeah. And just, I mean, even just the risk that come with that, you know, you know, wanting us to have children, us wanting us to have children. And then, you know, you know, the questions about when we can have children and all those things that plague us and, you know, how that makes us feel mentally in society where we feel like, you know, everything is centered around motherhood. Uh, And we also want to talk about some of the disparities that are taking place in medicine that make it a risk for women of color, you know, to even be carrying children in in the U.S. And, you know, it's just it's just a risk. So let me ask you, what are some questions that you hate when folks ask you, like about your personal life? It's a lot, y'all. You know, uh, I hate when people always ask me, like the elder generation, when are you having kids? Mm -hmm. That is very touchy with me, you know. And then I also hate when um, people that have kids, they always, like, they kind of can be haters in some aspects. And they can be like, oh, well, I know you got money because you don't have children. Like, why do you be going out and stuff? Why you can't just be inside the house? You feel like they be throwing subs at you? Nobody asks you to uh have all these damn kids so you can't live your best life like why you hating on me so you know those are some things that i hate (laughs) what about you andrea well the same some of the same you know when do you uh like do you want to have children like yeah or like you know are you planning on it like any you know when people are like putting a timer on you you know and they're like sizing you up and you know and at that point they're like you know well how old are you you know it's those types of questions or it's just like even the types of questions where it's like oh you know well why ain't you married those types of invasive personal questions that you can't listen it it is complex you know for me it's not like I'm trying to have children at this particular stage because I'm you know I'm not married um so it's but it could be touchy for other women uh depending on you know who you're talking to and what they're going through right i'm like stop controlling my damn uterus why you focus so much on my uterus why don't you focus on your own life your own family your own children like i had one of my uh mom friends and i kind of got upset because she got a little too personal i don't even know the lady like that i'm like listen here lady i don't know you don't know what i have been through or any issues that i could have with my body and you up there asking me all these damn questions i don't know you ma'am and my mom was like oh well you know she don't mean any harm you know but i'm like that's the problem like you know, this older generation, they were so invasive 
and now our generation is more on you know don't access these questions you know we're more like progressive and stuff like that stop you guys stop being invasive in our personal life so right we don't want to answer nothing uh, yeah, uh, shit. Uh, yeah so no i i hear exactly what you're saying well so obviously it is a it's a touchy topic we don't know what people go through do you know anyone personally that who can't have children or who have you know may have struggled with having kids yeah i actually know several women out here you know family members friends um i had friends that have had um doctors tell them they can't naturally conceive kids um so they have to go through that whole you know what do you call it in vitro in vitro yeah or yeah. um have a surrogate and um stuff like that i have had friends who have had like miscarriages after miscarriages and like the doctors told them that they couldn't have kids so it's just a lot of women around me what right about you? growing up i definitely like um my my best friend her aunt like she couldn't biologically have kids and so you know used to always be around her growing up it was something that she wanted and it was so much that she literally couldn't have it but like she adopted you know later on mm. um and even like i know like you know younger people you know that are between 30 38 uh, you know not in in a range you know child rearing or child birthing you know you're supposed to have them younger supposedly just you know just for health purposes but i know people like in that range where you know they're doing ivf and it's just like wow like you know you could really be looking up and you could be trying to conceive and you could be really having to deal with some of these issues and work through them and you know, it is a lot for women because I feel like society is like so much of who we are is placed on motherhood, our maternal side, our nurturing side. You know, that's our role. And so a lot of times, you know, they want to place us in that. Uh, but, you know, not everybody can have that. So, um, you know, the types of uh, like psychological effects that it can have on women, you know, right. inadequate you know what? I actually had a coworker and I felt so bad. I had a coworker that um, was telling everyone that she was pregnant. And um, so I, it was like maybe four months into her pregnancy. I was like, I went up to her. I was like, oh, how's the baby? You know? And she was just like, like she was so hurt. She had a miscarriage. Aww, and I so felt sad. like, damn, I should have never, you know, I didn't know because she told us before, but I felt like, damn, I should have just never even said anything. I know. And it's hard. And, you know, I've like, and even I know, I've known people that have had stillbirths and that is like, you know, to, to birth a baby and they're not, you know, they're dead. Like, that like that is so painful and that's not you know that's just something that you just have to heal from you know from god over time but you know these are real things that you know uh that women carry and right. you know do you do you um know any women that have had like health issues where that could have affected them from you know having being pregnant yeah um i do uh, my best friend that is not here anymore, um, even like when she got pregnant, it was a risk because basically Cameron, she ultimately um, it was it was determined like she had lymphoma and, um, you know, that's like cancer in the blood. And so like, 
before it was like it was like bone marrow issues mm. and something you know to that effect and so she was like having to do take medicine and like do treatments for that but she got pregnant and you know she really wasn't supposed to but she had orion and um you know i'm glad that we have a piece of her still uh but you know she wasn't supposed to and even like my sister her good friend she had a kidney transplant and everything um Lord. yeah like she has some health issues um and that's the thing that's you know what women go through <laughs> um but yeah and but she had her child and so god is good and but yeah man women be going through some real things and man and black women like in this day and age in medicine like you know in in studies like black women are not counted in like they need to be so that's right. why you know we we have these cases where women are hemorrhaging out black like we're we're dying so right. i actually know like somebody from my college that died um mm. giving birth she was in pain and she kept telling the doctor she was in pain they're and not listening to us she ended up dying and um, so, you know, the stats show that black women are three to four times more likely to die than white women um, giving birth or because of pregnancy related issues. And that's that's really depressing. And also, you know, I know that uh, I know that a black woman, we also have fibroids um, more than white women. And that can mm -hmm. prevent us from getting pregnant and, or have complications while we're pregnant. I actually I have fibroids and I'm looking into Mm. Uh, Wednesday on talking to the doctor to get surgery, so we shall see um, how that goes. Yes, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be all good because I I know other women that I have went through. I have other friends. Uh, just I have a close friend. Uh, she went through it a couple of months ago, and she's like recovering, and she feels better. She can exercise now. Mm. Um, I've you know so I she I've, could have exercised before because of her fibroids. Well, no, I think it was kind of it, it got to the point where it's a, a little bit painful. Oh, um, but but after, you know, she got it removed, like, you know, and it healed up, she could get back to just being physical, you know, just skating, just doing whatever. I heard your stomach be flat, too. So I'm decided about having exactly. a flat, flat stomach. And, um, and it it and like to your point about complications, like I've talked about it on a, another episode that we had. But um, I, I witnessed my girl have birth. Uh, she wanted me to be in the the delivery room, but she experienced. She you know she had fibroids, um, but um, she, she was able to have her her child safely. But she did go through things uh, during that pregnancy that you know probably made it stressful. Uh, and her first pregnancy, I think she got like uh, maybe like the gestational like diabetes. What? Or you could get like pre-diabetic, like, or you could be going through the sim symptoms of diabetes, like when you're pregnant. Oh hell no! Nah. And having high cholesterol, I can't, and, I can't deal with that. Right, and so like she, I think she had to kind of like take it easy in some of the last couple of weeks or whatever. But I just remember being there, and girl that was an experience itself and so i don't play when it comes to childbirth you know when i do when it does you know if i do decide to if god if that's how it's it, you know the the plans align uh it's got to be for a real one because childbearing ain't no joke right 
It is no joke. Women tear. It's a lot. That's how I'm like, these women up there just fucking these niggas for free. And they just, I'm like, yeah, and they get fucking them raw. And they up there uh, risking their lives to have these trifling ass. Well, some of these trifling ass yeah. men, babies. And I'm like, Lord, for what? what? I'm thinking. Y'all knew these men wasn't no good. Lord, right to, why to, to keep it to, to keep somebody that don't want to be kept and you're gonna be chasing after him for the rest of that child's life unfortunately Lord jesus so you know back in the day you know i actually used to want to adopt back in the day you know just recently i was watching love and hip-hop and mm-hmm. in her whole situation where she adopted that um high school girl um now the girl is like 19 now and that whole battle of whether she wants to keep her in the house. And Yandy's like, well, I'll pay for your housing, you know, because she doesn't want her in her house. So because they got into a little rift. And I thought about that to think about like my aunt, she actually adopted uh, a child and she kind of went through a similar situation as Yandy. I don't know the details, but um sometimes I'm like, sometimes you got to let these kids go. Even your own kids, if they affect Mm -hmm. your mental health, sometimes you can't have them living in your house, you know? So what is your take on, you know, adoption and also Yandy's situation? Well, my take on Yandy's situation is, you know, listen, if if you want to be a child in somebody else's house where they didn't biologically birth you, then you got to stay in a child's place. Mm. But as soon as you get out of that place, then, you know, if they want to help you still, they're like, Hey, we're going, we're going to help put you. I, I understand, you know, I, to, I understand to a degree if, if Mendeecees is, you know, he, he didn't sign on to be a foster dad, but this is a young lady. She's, you know, 19 and, and still that's, that's still young, but it's just like, listen, there are certain things that you do when you, you want to stay in, in somebody's protective grace and you want to stay in a child's place, but we, we ain't doing that. You know, if you're talking about coming out, writing tell-alls, well, shit, you know, we on, we, we on big girl playing status now. So um, well, people was mad at Yanny. They was just like, she, she needs help. You know, she's still young. She's still a baby. She made mistakes. If that was your, your real kids, you would never kick them out. And I'm like, to me, I think that's a lie because people kick out their real kids all the time. Kick like, out the, my daddy done kicked out my brother when my brother was up there talking smart. My daddy tried to kick me out one time when I was talking <laughs> smart. So I'm just like, it is what it is. So Right. Listen, right. This is my thing. Parents and even your your bylaw. Listen, once you touch a certain age, like don't nobody owe you nothing now love I you know makes them or you feel like they they should I feel like your you know your parents the people that love you they do have some obligation towards you right uh, but at the same time you you're not entitled to nothing so when you start getting a sense of entitlement it's like all right okay i'll help you still but you're not gonna be under my roof and i i can kind of respect that too but like about adoption um just in in general like i you know i told you about my best friend's aunt that couldn't have kids and ended up adopting mm-hmm. and uh you know it used to always be a running joke when we were younger like man she don't need no kids because she stayed cussing us out so she wouldn't know what to do with no kids pretty much but anyway she ended up adopting kids 
later on in life. And, you know, the two girls and they, they were biological sisters. And not to say that, you know, they they still all it, it was a learning process and a learning curve even still to this day so and and not to say that they didn't have ups and downs and i know she done kicked them out too you know and she done cussed them out too uh, but i know that she, they're still all in each other's lives too i know my uh i had a co-worker that foster cared a child like a baby and um, she was looking to adopt a baby. It was just the most ghetto shit. It was just white lady, Man, y'all. It was the most ghetto shit I've seen in my life. So it was like, so she took maternity leave. She got the baby. And the mother was on drugs. It was a white lady. And she was on drugs. And she gave the lady the baby. And then after a couple of months, the grandma is like, oh, well, I want to Aww. take the baby. So she, after my coworker had that baby for six months and she took the baby back, the grandmother took the baby back and she was so hurt. But tell Aww. me why, tell me why two weeks later, uh, the child protective services got called because the mother the grandmama gave the, the crackhead mama the baby and the, the that lady was not in a state to have no fucking baby. So she that ended lady. up getting the baby back. She you ended know, up getting the baby back. It was that so took crazy. her all that emotional roller coaster, but that's how it be happening. Like these women be having these drug problems and they get these women's babies. And, and, and you know, if they can't take care of them, they need to go to a good home. It's a lot of kids out here that don't have good homes and if i you know I, I like i wouldn't i wouldn't mind you know uh mentoring or or i don't know because you know that's gonna we gonna talk about you know motherhood does scare me to a degree so mm -hmm. i i don't i don't know uh if you know if i want to uh be adopting kids but i know that i could though you know if something happened i'd be wanting to adopt children um, because like, you know, I, I have a lot of family members um, that were in the foster care system and, mm. you know, close family and um, to know they went, a lot of kids go through a lot of shit, a Man. lot of like rapists out there, you know, in homes, people that just abuse them and they just want the money. And I always wanted to like be a difference to help children. Um, so I don't know where that leads me in the future. I don't know what my calling is based off of the Lord. So whatever God wants me to do, mm -hmm. um, however he wants me to use me, then I am there to answer his call. But right. craziness. It's a lot of people out there that's, you know, getting, you know, being foster homes and getting money and just treating kids terrible. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's just sickening. You know what I'm saying? It's really sickening. And so, you know, it make you take a step back too. And it's just like, you just the world that these children are coming into and then andrew you was talking about uh you were scared of motherhood well i'm not scared of motherhood but it's just like you know i look around in this world and i'm it's not like i'm having a baby like at, as a 20 year old you know girl right um and but but i didn't want to either you know that was never my idea um but i just look at the world and you know we the pandemic it'll be i'm sure that won't i mean maybe hopefully in my lifetime that will be the only thing <laughs> the last thing the last epidemic uh but um i know just even with just what is it this this uh the weather the climate 
even the, the climate. climate change you know how it's impacting and we got earthquakes in places you know you look at haiti like i mean it's just real stuff just happening everywhere oh that's and scary so, with with kids and yeah just bringing you know children into this this world and this you know this future you know what this is so crazy so so many men have told me that you know they just looked at me and like you know you'll be a good mother and i know i would be a good mother i actually had this i was i was dating this guy y'all i'm put my business on black it was crazy so he grew up in the foster care system right i didn't know all this information until later on the nigga faked his whole identity to get at me oh yeah, the craziest shit. Like, literally, the dude was, I'm talking to him. He made up everything. He was like, yeah, I'm about to go, you know, get my, take my dog to the vet. Yeah, my sister, she got my car. Turned out this nigga had no, no this sister. Nigga just crazy. Had no car, had no dog. And when I found out the truth, because my friend, you know, my hating-ass friend, she was Googling this nigga. And she was like, Tasha, something ain't right. <laughs> so when she found some shit out about him and I, you know, approached him, he was like, yeah, you know, I lied. And I was like, nigga, why the he fuck would you lie? lie? Just to holler at me. He was just, I felt like, you know, you wouldn't talk to a broke ass nigga like me and um, all this other stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. You know, this nigga the whole time talking about I would be a good mother. And Lord Jesus, I'm like, Lord, imagine if this nigga would have got me pregnant. Lord, I wouldn't even knew what the real nigga name was. He wanted you to be his mama. <laughs> his wedding apparently, <laughs> apparently. Uh, no, the birth certificate would have been a whole lie. The daddy's name would have been a whole damn lie. I mean, I've been told that I'm very motherly too. I mean, I have a pet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that takes a lot. I've so had it for eight years. Shit, motherhood don't scare me. What scares me is who my baby daddy gonna be. Yes, who no. My gonna be no. Gonna switch up on my ass. No. If he gonna take take care of responsibilities, that's what scared me. Cause Arab, all these baby mamas, they be having so much drama. Baby daddies, like my homeboys, got dramas with they with their baby mamas, ex wives. Right. Now, my homegirls got problems with their baby daddies, and that that shit just scared. That's me. a thousand percent why I don't have children right now. Uh, and that's one thing. That's a lesson that I took from from my papa. Uh, he was always just like, you know, watch who you have children with, you know, because you, you have ties. And so that always literally stuck with me. My dad got five kids and we're not, like all my we're not all uh, I have five siblings. Um, but he just always, you know, just kind of handed that down. So shit, I always and I look at these people out here making these bonds, these lifelong bonds with people mm -hmm. that don't want to be bonded to them. And I'm like, shit. Right. I don't have no time for this. Cause I just, baby. I, mm, my, my home girl, her, her baby daddy, she got pregnant and her baby daddy left her in New York and went all the way to Atlanta. Got, got a girl in Atlanta, yeah. moved to Dallas and got married to another bitch while yeah. she was pregnant. Man. I don't, I don't have no time for that. That shit no. is scary. Being in my most vulnerable state and, and you know what I'm saying? Somebody, and I, I'm not even thinking on that, that term, but my whole thing is, like I said, if, I feel like if you, you know, you try to be intentional with who you are having children with, um, you know, you can avoid that, but not to say that either. Sure, you just don't know people switch exactly, up. Girl. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I watch you Lifetime all the time, girl. I, I know. Lifetime. People be living double lives. They could have Look at Bill Gates, them. girl. He had a side bitch and everything. Mm -hmm. 
Child, right? See, you just you just never know, man. Look at Beyonce, Jay Z has side bitches and shit. And they say he got a baby out there in the, in the uh, island somewhere they, and shit. They say it in Trinidad. I know. I bet he do too. Girl, shit. Look at Carmelo. Look at Carmelo ass. How dare you, nigga? How dare you have twins after I already forgave you, nigga? Try my beautiful Lala. That's my bitch. I love her. I don't know her like that, but I feel like I know her. a Gemini girl. Swiss Beast, though. You know, Swiss Beast, Alicia Keys stayed with his ass. He had a baby um, in England and shit. And she stayed with his ass. I think that they were already. Sure. Because that girl is like, the little girl is like 12 or 13 years old, I want to say. I think he had that baby on Mashonda. Oh. But I'm not, I'm not, I can't be, I, don't quote me, I don't that know. That nigga wasn't shit, though. He wasn't shit. Hopefully he ain't cheated on Alicia. Listen, he, Maybe wanted too old Alicia. Now. he wanted Alicia. No, he, I think that baby is w- when he was married to Mashonda. Because, no, he wanted Alicia. <laughs> he I went, know. He moved Alicia was thick, Helen, bread fed. And from Harlem, he he liked that. He like, yeah, like, she's a thick John. Like, she yeah. from Long Island. She ain't from no damn Harlem. She is from Manhattan. She's I thought she was from Long Island. No. Who from Long Island then? Ashanti? Uh, she gotta be from Long You sure she ain't from Long Island? No. We gonna Alicia. Google this, y'all. We okay, gotta Google this in the middle of the episode. Gonna, okay, so let's let's take a Google break. Do 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 Okay, so let's see. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys is uh from uh Hell's Kitchen. Oh shit, maybe I was wrong then. My bad. My bad. Shit. You know, it was hood back in the day in Hell's Kitchen. Like, she a real, you know, New York girl. She a real New York girl. Okay. You know, she real rough around the edges. You know, sometimes I can't tell with Alicia. Yeah, you know, she's she a little rough. Me, she, her and Jada. <laughs> you know, it's a couple of them that's kind of like. they naturally pretty, too. They like naturally pretty girls. Mm-hmm. Like Kalani. But they all have an undertone about them. Anyway, I digress. I guess that's going to wrap it up and take us to what, Tosh? Our grits pick of the week. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to this Houstonian, Tamara Mensa. She um, won gold medal in wrestling for the Olympics. I know it's a little late, but I just think she's a dope queen. So shout out to her. All righty. What about the gym for the week? Mm-hmm. All right. So the gym for the week, stay sucker free. Stay sucker free, everybody. Wear your mask and um, eat your vegetables. I didn't. I'm sorry. You have been making up shit talking about stay sucker free. What the fuck? I'm, I'm, I'm not making up shit. It came from somewhere. I don't know if it's Pimp C. It's somebody. But, uh, we need to Google that shit too, y'all. That's Google that stay sucker free. You know what? Some toothless man. Some toothless MMA boxer the other day was all up in my face trying to shake my hand and get my number. And I'm like, hey, you know. A boxer? Yeah. A famous boxer? No, girl. No. (laughs) No, not if he had missing teeth. But he was like, I'm a. He was like, I do MMA. And I'm like. Oh, he got knocked out then, girl. Oh, Lord. Jesus. He ain't winning no fights then. Right. So I don't want no advice that he's offering me about my health. And like, as he's not wearing no mask and around here trying to shake people's hands. Oh, girl. And he's over here like, oh, so you you believe in what the government like listen sir 
I hate when niggas I'm do that. Stop you right there. I'm gonna yeah. stop you right there, partner. I'm gonna stop you right there. Niggas always like flirting, trying to shake people's hands. That happened to me Sunday. I'm like, sir, can you give me fifty feet, sir? You know, I'm right? Stay sucker free. Stay germ free, and wear your mask. Right. On that note, we out. <laughs> Make sure you go check us out. All streaming platforms: Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. Podbean, YouTube, uh, gritsinthecitypodcast.com. You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. All right, y'all stay tuned. Woo.